the person. Revival will take place when you acknowledge the person. I promise you. I'm not looking for a revival. I'm living in a revival. Revival are for dead people. Ah, the church has died quite a bit to Jesus. Oh yes. You only revive dead things. Maybe you lost your fire. Find it. It's like somebody said to me, Hey, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. I lost my love for my wife. Really? I said, you really want me to pray for this? I said, brother, if you lose something, you can find it. Go find your wife. You don't need prayer for that stuff. You need to humble yourself and tell yourself, listen, I messed up. She left the home because I wasn't the kind of man I should have been. Humble yourself and go get your woman and bring her back home. Don't ask pastors to do your job for you. Man up. Go find her. Go find the, you the father of her kids. And I looked at him and I said to him, are you gone already? I said, brother, I'm 67 now. I don't need to run after your wife anymore like at the age of 40 or the 35-year-old I was. I was so hungry for your tithes. I would do anything to get you here. <laughs> no, I've started to realize that Jehovah Jireh is our provider. It's not the people who make us, it's the God in the heavens and the earth that looks after us and brings us in there. No, as you grow into Christ, you understand the power is not with nice preaching. The power is with the person. Amen. Somebody say with me, Jeremiah is a prophet and he says something that will profit us. Amen. Say with me, the summer has ended. But you know what the Bible says before that? The harvest is past. The summer has ended and we are still not saved. That's Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 20. The harvest is past. The summer has ended and we are still not saved. You thought salvation only comes from Jesus? Comes from Genesis chapter 1 right to Revelation chapter 22. God wants men in His kingdom and women in His kingdom. The Afrikaans says it a little bit better. The oos is af. Die swimmer het geëindig en ons is nou nog nie gered nie. Let me go back to English. What Afrikaans really says, when Afrikaans says, die oos is af, enige ding wat af is begin te reik. Anything that is off. <laughs> Let me go direct with the English. <laughs> when anything is off, it starts to smell. The harvest is stinking outside of this building because it's become rotten because we had not captured the harvest when the harvest was ripe to be captured. We need the Holy Ghost. We need Holy Ghost revival, radical evangelism to hit the planet one more time where organs are starting to grow so that negative people can start again to say there's a God in heaven that is still alive. He still heals, He still delivers and He still sets men and women free from their bondage. 
I was 20 years old when I found Christ. I'm now going to serve him for 40 years in the ministry. But I tell you something, the more I get close to him, the less I know him. What kind of man is this? That when he speaks, the storms get quiet. What kind of man is this that enters the domain of the natural and he looks at something and he takes wine and he makes it out of water? What kind of man is this? This is the kind of man you don't want to miss meeting. Oh yes. Summer has ended. We are still not saved. Go to Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. Amen. I can sense there's an anointing of God here tonight. Your children are going to find Jesus just through your simplicity. Hello. You're still going to go one day. Go and see, go and see the doctor. And then say, I don't feel anything anymore. If the shadow of the apostles can heal the sick, you can't have a shadow unless there's a person that creates the shadow. That's why without the Holy Spirit, you're just a nice noise with no power. But those days are going to end. Say with me, Jeremiah was great. Say it. But Jeremiah, Jesus had no prat. <laughs> Revelation 1 verse 5, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood. Hmm. Look at verse 7. Behold, He is coming with clouds and every eye will see Him, even they will pierce Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him, even so, Amen. Church, family, if Jesus came today, there'll be a lot of devastation in the earth. Yes. Loved ones who don't know Him will not leave. One will be taken and one will be left behind. My prayer is Jesus, Father, this is Jewish stuff. The Father has to check that the house the Son is preparing for the bride is effectively quality for a woman to step into it. It's still up like that up till today. My daddy would not allow me to get married unless he went to go check the house out first. And the woman I'm marrying, she must just stay cool until he says yes. No, today you tell your parents the date. You know what I mean? That's how it goes. You get, you get engaged somebody at the spur and you come home and say, Dizzy fro. <laughs> and your father says, Rera. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then what the father does, the father goes inspect the house corner to corner. He walks through. This is all that is Jewish custom. They walk through the house. They check the room. They check the skirtings. They check the finesse of the house. And if the father is pleased with the condition of the house, he then says, go fetch her. That's why Jesus says, listen, in my father's house are many mansions, but he says, no man knows the hour but the father. Why? It's the father from a Jewish mindset that is going to determine the return of the son for a woman that he's going to be married to called the church. That's what the father will do. The father is so much in love with you and I. He's not going to give you nyaga nyaga stuff. 
In fact, I have faith in His ability. Pastor B and myself this afternoon just spent a bit of time in sharing and praying. And I said to him, B, faith is attached to the ability of an individual. And he said to me, Dad, never forget, that is my faith in the ability of God. But God's faith in me is to give me the anointing because He trusts me. What an exchange. And I said to him, B, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Why? Because if you look at, behold, He is coming with clouds. Wow. Did you know that the world is set right now? If Jesus arrived at Mount Olives today, everybody will see Him. Just because of the internet. Yeah. Your news, your news broadcasts will all go, Psh, emergency announcement. And you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to be like the people in the book of Genesis. Yeah, the floods came and they were cool. Nothing moved them until the rain came. You're going to be like people who got used to and got familiar with God. And you would not know the signs of the times. But for the Holy Ghost. The question is, to Him who loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood. Look at verse 8. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now I'm just saying, Lord, carry the coming. Because my question I want to answer today, if the Holy Spirit is going to move in power in our time, we've got to ask the question, where is the blood of Jesus in today's environment? Where is the blood if Revelation starts off with Him saying He is faithful and that He washed me in His blood? Because without the blood of Jesus, there is no transformation. And without the blood of Jesus, you must ask the question, where is the Holy Spirit? Because He's not going to move with me without the blood of Jesus. The Spirit of God cannot be separated from the blood. Elijah will tell you, you can put all those 12 stones for the tribes of Israel. You can dig a trench around with water in it. You can wet the altar. You can put wood on the altar. You can make sure that all of these things are there. There'll be no fire unless the lamb is upon the altar. The fire of God will leave heaven to make a difference right here in your midst and in my time. Where is the Holy Spirit? You cannot separate the Holy Ghost from the blood of the Lamb. Where there is no blood, there is no Holy Spirit. At Calvary, let me take us to Calvary. At Calvary, God introduces the Lamb. Stay with me. I believe God is going to shift you as an individual. You don't have to worry about who sees you, who checks you out. In the secret place, you can hang on the chandeliers if you want to. Understand? You cannot have this boldness unless you have this boldness in the secret place. No, what you see here is just a fragment of what is unseen. Same thing when I look at you. No, in my quiet time, I, it's very noisy. I don't know where they got that word quiet time. In the book of Ezra, when they laid just the foundation of the temple, 
They could hear the noise of the believers and, and every Israeli Hebrew worshiper. They could hear it for kilometers away. We say, just be. No, brother, because this is the most powerful thing on the planet is to find God, but to find your purpose, find your destiny, and then get anointed by God to finish it. And it's got nothing to do just with the pulpit ministry. Hear me? There are many of my brothers and sisters that are in the world today that has captured the economic world, that has moved into the media world and captured it. There are many of them that are capturing the sporting world right now. Because when you get to the top, they must listen to your message. If you are a winner in Christ, they will hear you. I speak throughout even Kaka, all of them from Brazil. The moment we started to step up on the plate and say, listen, the world does not listen to losers. You can't make it at work, now you want to be a pastor. Really? First make the world miss you and then step into the ministry and the callings of God so that when they see you and the platforms of the world, they will say, there's somebody we can call back again. He carries something that God can use in our company. God can use in our school. God can use him. He's not just a pastor, but he's loaded with capacity. That's where you want to be. You don't want to come out to the world. You failed in some stuff. Now you think the church is a welfare society. Wow. You see, Calvary, the Lamb of God, is on the cross. See, I'm sharing this because if you share this gospel, you got to share this gospel with the passion that you believe that God can make a difference in another person's life. But on the third day, <laughs> the same lamb on the third day says to a woman, don't touch me. Don't, no, no, Mary. You remember, I shared this with you before. I said to you, for a man, God has got to call his name twice before he really listens. For a woman, it's once, man, once. Mary, Rabona, Master. A man, Moses, Moses. Simon, Simon. Listen, he. God battles with men. But I tell you, when he gets us, we're deadly. We don't just step back just because, because we want to know that we know that we know. We are not in the first level of faith with God. We're not in the second level of faith with God. The first level is, is hearing God. The second level is believing God. The third level is knowing. God says, I live in the third level of faith, Neville, with you. I know the plans I have for you. Not I believe the plans or I have faith in the plans. I know. Paul of them step into that level of faith and says, uh, I don't believe, but I know that neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, things in heaven, things on the earth, things under the earth, has the ability to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. I am persuaded that neither death nor life has got nothing to do with preaching. How many times we've been in the neighborhood to bring freedom to drug-infected areas, guns placed against your head, somebody coming to kind of knife you, and then you find out the same man pulls the trigger and find out that the gun goes off 
and the power of God comes upon him. The police take hold of him and we say, hold it. He is needing Jesus more than a prison right now. And then the policeman picks up the gun and says, why didn't it go off? The, the safety catch is not on and it's loaded. And yet it never, it went off, but there was nothing that came out. I said to him simply like this, I don't have the answers, but I know there's a third person of the Godhead that is with me. I don't have bodyguards. I don't have men, women, anybody. I just know they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But you see, if Calvary was the only place, church, listen what 1 Corinthians 15 verse 17 says, and if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. So what was Calvary all about? If Calvary was going to remove my sin, but yet the Bible says if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile or empty. You are still in your sins. You see, you can't have forgiveness of sin until the blood is accepted by the Father. So on the cross, He is the Lamb. <laughs> but on Sunday morning, He's the High Priest. And that's why He says to the woman, don't touch me. In other words, I have not yet received total forgiveness. Because according to the law, I must be the high priest that takes the blood of an animal. And I must come into this place once every year and ask God to forgive Israel for their sins. But He must also forgive me for my sins. So you can't touch me. Because I have not yet gone to my Father and your Father. Don't talk only about the second coming of Jesus. The Bible doesn't say the second coming. The Bible just says He's coming again. Because He's been up and down more than once. Hey, God, why is there Jesus? Let me speak to these people that I can't see. <laughs> Hallelujah, no. Maybe the angels must say amen. What am I saying to you? But when He comes from heaven, with the Father accepting the sacrifice of the blood. Neville Wendell Goldman can have his freedom 24 hours a day. The blood still avails. The blood still cleans me up. The blood washes me daily so that I can have holiness to meet with the Holy Ghost. So that I can have a clean vessel with pre no premeditated stuff. Why? But when he comes back, <laughs> The Father's accepted. So what happened at Calvary? He paid for you. On the resurrection day, He claimed what He paid for. So you're not your own. Did you not know that you've been purchased with the blood of Jesus, not with corruptible things like silver and gold? How Jesus must battle with me. He purchases me and I'm still rebellious. It's like having a dog. You put the dog in the kennel and then he steps into your house and puts you in the kennel. Wow. Next kid I want. That's what we do with Jesus, folk. We find we got something of the Holy Ghost, split a little bit, we split the church, start another one, and we put Jesus on the outside looking in. But the season we are in right now is 
We're going to grow with where we are and build with where we are because we don't have the time to start something out of nothing again. We don't have time. The time is up. The time is over. We're not living in the last days. We are living in the last of the last days. Wow. And if Christ is risen, what does He do? At the resurrection, the Lamb is the high priest. Now listen, verse, Hebrews 9 verse 11. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come. Somebody say, the good things to come. Good things to come. With a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is not of this creation. Look at verse 12. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. That's what gave me the confidence. Wait, what gave me the confidence is when I took all of those wonderful sons that I've served God, some of them have gone on to be with the Lord, satanic high priests, witches, a lot of them. And we walk into darkness because even in hell, Jesus is still the light of the world. It doesn't diminish who He is. It doesn't lessen His power. He is what He says He is and He can do what He says He can do. So I would walk into those places. Why? Because I know I have eternal redemption because of the high priest, Jesus the Christ. Anybody who hasn't shed blood is a false high priest. The devil has no blood. In fact, the devil is an orphan. That's why you follow him. You got an entitlement mentality. Gimme, 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 Mr. Jimmy. Yeah. You serve God. You're a daughter. You're a son. The devil has got no father. <laughs> he had one. Because fathers have an inheritance, not brothers. Yeah. A son in the house is a deadly title. Apostle sounds nice. You know, it sounds so like apostle. Pastor. If you come from America, it's even worse. Pastor. They got that whole her, 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 her. And I'm coming here in Pretoria. You come out of Pretoria, you just go to the States for three weeks, you come back. How's everybody doing? <laughs> we know it. You grown up with us. Just come back and be you. Just come back and do what God has called you to do. Stay in your lane. Enjoy your lane. And be blessed of God. Be blessed of God. Why? Jesus is the example. Listen. <laughs> when a man lays down his life, let me get some closing off now. So when the Holy Ghost starts with radical evangelism, it's when Jesus starts, when a man lays down his life for his friends, it's the beginning of radical evangelism with the Holy Ghost. It's when we make other people more important than ourselves, when we leave the comfort of our homes to go in the nighttime hour, enter areas where nobody wants to go, and we get in there, rich and the poor, educated, uneducated, they all need bread. And He is the bread of life. That's the beginning of radical evangelism with the Holy Ghost. How would you like to have a radical evangelistic approach 
and your name is Jonah, meaning dove. And God says to you, Jonah, I want to have 120,000 people come into my kingdom. And we read about a man called Jonah, but the name Jonah means dove, a type of the Holy Ghost. So God will send the Holy Spirit into a city and bring that whole city into His kingdom because of the dove, the Spirit. That is radical evangelism. I think of the time I shared this morning when they closed the church where I was and I waited till three in the morning, roughed up as it were at the time, but I got the keys. If I never took the keys to open up that nightclub, there would not have been children going through a private school. Neither would there have been a testimony today that in the place of 70% unemployment, God gave people hope, raised up a standard against the enemy. But if I never took the keys, you don't know what God can do with one man, one woman who is prepared to say, I'm gonna make it happen instead of watching what happens, I'm gonna make it happen with God. The Holy Ghost, that's radical. But you know what sometimes we do? God sends a man by Jonah to go to a city. And you know what? He goes to Tarshish. Folk, you got the right word from God in the wrong place, you'll mess up a lot of people's lives. I'm going to say it slowly. You got the right word. You moved in the wrong direction. You mess up the freedom of people that they don't even think they're going to have a problem. Jonah's in Tarshish, the whole ship is being shipwrecked. One man, right word from God in the wrong place. So what does God do to redirect him so others can live? God messes up the animal kingdom, marine world. And as Jonah swallowed for breakfast. Hey. And then Jesus refers to Jonah. I love Jesus, man. Jesus is the bomb. <laughs> Jesus says, as it was in the days. You know, and he mentions Jonah. Three days and three nights in the belly of a fish. That fish, if I can just paraphrase it. Just put a bit of drama into it. <laughs> I normally preach like this. I let the Holy Ghost take me to the event and I look at the people who are spectators and I preach about them. Because what you see is not always what you see. Oh yeah, so now I'm thinking I'm going to go check Jonah being vomited out onto the land. And I check, here he comes. Now in my room, I'm making notes. I go and I go like in the spirit. This is me. I said, how do you feel to be in darkness for three days? Because there's no ESCOM there. That's just darkness. And I said, isn't it amazing that God will resurrect you to get you into your purpose? Isn't it amazing God will use anything to shift you from where you are and bring you into the place where you should be so that 120,000 men and women, families can find life again. You know what God did? You go read the story of Jonah. Right word in the wrong place and then God Moses. That's radical. Evangelism. The Holy Ghost coming into the right place. All he looks for is just one man that's silly enough, stupid enough like me, just to go. I don't know why we go to Bible school for four years just to learn, go. 
two little letters, G-O. Takes your whole life to go. Wow. And it costs you 30,000 rand to go. It costs you no money to do what I'm going to do right now. I walk into the street. I walk into supermarkets. And people with good manners will always have people listen to them. People who've got inter skills, nobody want to listen to you. You're not a good testimony for Jesus. Because your whole face looks like you're upset already before you even start. Who wants to come to somebody? <laughs> Imagine I walk into the supermarket and say, the Lord showed me that the word of God in your life. Why? But if somebody comes and works like Jesus, what would you like me to do for you today? Can I ask that Father God will bless you and your family and your children and your children's children and then I'll pay for whatever. Is it okay while you click it all off? I'm going to speak the blessing of God upon your home, your children. How many of you know she will never forget I was there. She might never forget that in the nighttime hour the light of the world showed up without telling her what church to attend, where to go to, but the glory of God comes on her life and all of a sudden she's got hope again. I go back the next day. That's why the longer I stay here, I reach all the people in the hotels. All of them. And when I preach in a place, I make sure they have an, an invitation from me to be my guest. Yeah. Sometimes I make my own little cards. It's not business cards. I'm a fisherman. <laughs> Jesus is a fisherman. He catches fish. But listen, when God uses three Hebrew boys to bring salvation to a whole nation, that's radical evangelism. When three boys, as young as they are, are threatened in their worship, just like you and I are going to be threatened as to how public we become in our worship, how public we become in our declaration. There are many Christians, many Christians are going to be silent like the pandemic made us silent. Put something on your mouth and silence you. They said to me during the pandemic, you can't starve buddy. Really, you're going to die. I said that you must tell Job. The thing he feared happened to him. I'm in another generation. I live by faith. I believe God without being arrogant. I count the cost of my faith. Abraham, Sarah's womb is dead. Consider the facts. And then against hope, I'm going to believe God. But I consider the facts. I need to know what is the price I'm going to pay in order to take my boy up on Mount Moriah and have him sacrificed by me as a father called Abraham. I need to check the price. But three Hebrew boys, three Hebrew boys thrown in a fire and brings a whole nation to worship God. That's radical evangelism. That's what the Holy Ghost can do. <laughs> then you have, <laughs> let me rather go to a deacon, I think. But, but let me take it step by step. When God raises up a boy, he doesn't even know his destiny. He's thrown into a river now to die, not knowing that his name in God's calendar is Big Fish. His name is Moses. Throw him into a Nile and he's in an environment where he can live. And guess what? God takes him out of the Nile and make him live in a palace. 
God makes him rise up to be a brother to Pharaoh. If God raises him up to be what? To be a man that can walk into a palace at any day and not stand in the queue to be seen. Because if he did not kill the Egyptian, he would be the next Pharaoh of Egypt. And yet when he killed that Egyptian, he came back again. And when he comes back, he's not just Moses. He's Moses the deliverer. He's Moses the man who's got a mandate from God to bring one and a half million slaves out of a prison. One man, that's radical evangelism. With no worship team, with no music, just the voice of God. Just God saying, bring my people out of their prison. Bring them out. And one day he gets up and he says, God, what do I do today? Because in the move of the Holy Ghost, you must be ready for the callings of God. Not the call of God. Because in the call are many callings. Come to me, Moses. Tomorrow at Sand and Lies, how would you like to be Moses, man? You come back to the church like this. Tomorrow you're all free. Really, you're going to have your freedom. Your wife's coming home tomorrow. Your children are off drugs. God gave me a sign. I'm just going to use sand tomorrow and just do this. And there'll be lice all over the place. But on you. And everybody goes home saying, Tomorrow's the day. It's the last time I'm pulling this brick this way. It's already telling the brothers, the family, or if every Jew's already prophesied. Joshua was also there. So he just goes, he says, Yeah, thank God for Moses. I don't trust him, but I mean, if he can do that to Egyptian, he can kill all of us too. But let's not just see because why? What is, the, what is the deal? When you move with the Holy Ghost, you will learn to respect your destiny sometimes in other people. God put the destiny of the whole of Nineveh in Jonah. God put the destiny of Israel in Moses. As much as it's Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, there's always been a nation before Moses. But look at this. <laughs> but how many of you know the day they come back and they're still slaves? Nine plagues, still slaves, and then the blood. Mm. The blood on the doorpost makes slaves. You know when the blood was on the doorpost, even your cat would be saved. Oh yes, everything inside was protected by God. What was the blood on the doorpost to stop you from having the judgment of God on you? So God puts the blood and says, when I see the blood, I will pass over it. That is radical. Yeah, but when a son leaves the comfort zone of heaven and has myriads of angels worshiping him and he leaves everything behind to find me and you, that's radical. For God so loved the world. Watch the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in the upper room when 120 women pray for 10 days in the upper room for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. That is the beginning of radical evangelism. But when Jesus after the resurrection appears to 500 people and only 120 show up in the upper room, that is a radical disappointment. You come after the resurrection. 
you appear to 500 people and only 120 is hungry enough for souls to come into the kingdom so they can wait for the Holy Ghost to come. 120 in the upper room and in the upper room was the mother of Mary and his brothers. What does that say? It says that after Jesus left, Mary was going to move into the kingdom stuff for Jesus with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I conclude for you. <laughs> when the saints prayed for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and 3,000 souls were ushered into the kingdom in one day, that's radical Holy Ghost evangelism. I'm praying now in a place, I can't mention it fully, I'm praying every week I come in from ministry and we're into this house of God and we said no 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 we're not preaching we're not coming to kind of look for pulpits we're coming to clean clean the air that keeps this place in bondage we're just coming as soldiers to come in and pray no no don't even advertise we're coming we're just walking in as soldiers of the cross father in the name of Jesus we declare a blood washed environment from the north the south the east and the west we untie men and women and it's just five of us just five of us but you see we have an experience that when we stepped with the Holy Ghost into areas it's the Spirit of God that visits your house it's the Holy Ghost that goes to your factory it's the Holy Ghost that goes to the hospital where you are laying and find somebody who has faith enough to speak into your situation come on let's give the Spirit of God just one more time a hand of praise He's wonderful that is radical evangelism <laughs> how many of you don't have a title right you just you just lift your hand like it you know you're not a, you're not apostle pastor or taste my name Johnny <laughs> you know what I love about God's people you know what guys don't worry about the title because if you can't function you don't need the title if you're a bird you only get the title bird if you got wings and you're flying now I want to be a pastor. Really, if in the early church, you wouldn't want to be an elder in the early church because if they're going to kill us, they're going to start with you first. Oh, yes. No, you're already dead just when they say elder. Okay. They got one too. Because today, the guy with the biggest chain, you someone know that's the main McCoy. Jesus was so natural. He had to kiss Judas in order for him to be arrested. If he walked into this building, you wouldn't recognize him. He'd be looking just like you. You know why? Because the movies made us feel when he comes in, it's going to be, he's going to float like this. They would say, that's Jesus. No. I've been around the Lord. Let me tell you something. He, he reaches Muslim friends of mine by appearing in their rooms. Christians don't believe it because they don't really believe he's alive. A guy will tell Muhammad, I'm not coming to Pakistan. Faisal, I'm not coming. But Jesus will come. And then he phones me back. He says, he walked into my room. He did certain things in my room and he told me, let nobody tell you that I don't love you and that I have not died for you and I have not shed my blood for you. If they're not coming, I'm coming myself to find you. If they're not coming to give you the life I died for that money cannot buy, I will do it. He's alive forevermore. And if he can meet with Paul after the resurrection, why can't he meet with you? 
Why can't they meet with me? Unbelief. I look at, oh, I must just testify this so I can give somebody some hope. When a deacon leaves Jerusalem by the name of Philip, man, and he's just a no-name brand, pick and pay, no-name brand, and he walks into Samaria and he shifts a whole city. One man, where did he start? In a soup kitchen, giving out food for hungry people, faithful in little things, ruler over much. So what happens is he's faithful. You know, we're just going to give out food. No, what's the criteria for giving out food? You must be full of the Holy Ghost. Just to hand out food parcels. And when he comes there, he casts out devils and he brings great joy into Samaria. And guess what? The apostles leave Jerusalem to come in and say, Philip, 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 Philip. You cannot preach this message and have signs, wonders, and miracles without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need these men and women to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, next year when we come, they're the same people that needs deliverance. But when you come and the Holy Ghost is upon you, you will find they become radical witnesses for God. They tell their uncle, they tell their enemies, in the very presence of their enemies, God has anointed their heads with oil. How many of you know when you do rise up, it's not everybody's going to say amen to you or like you. Don't look to be liked. We become of no reputation in order for Jesus to be glorified. Somebody say amen. Holy Spirit evangelism. But when you find churches like, this is what I want to leave with this church. But when you find a church rise up on the day of Pentecost, and you find churches are planted in Rome, churches are planted in Thessalonica, churches are in Colossae, churches are in Ephesus, churches are being planted in every part of the Eastern world. That is a radical movement of God. When you come to Empower Church and you find the man of God has to leave for, for Durban, then he's got to move into Somerset West and then he comes there into Port Elizabeth and we're busy planting churches. We are talking about a movement of God that is not about the niceness of the movement. It's the radical evangelism. When people hear us on the stream and we come into places and we find that we meet saints that found Christ waiting. We plant churches. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's when you keep your man of God in prayer. That's when you lift them up. That's when you say to your team, you got our, we are here because we're part of a movement of God. Somebody say amen. This is the result of radical evangelism. Why? Prophet Gibbet <laughs> and many of us across the world know we can go into an environment now because of the Holy Ghost. And when we come in there, you know, two, two weeks ago on a Sunday, I made a big mistake, serious mistake. It reminded me of Brenton when, when he was born. I rushed into the maternity section and dedicated the wrong baby to Jesus. Because all babies look alike, you know what I mean? <laughs> Until the nurse said to me, 
You must remember under stress, you do a lot of stuff. You don't calculate it. The stress I had is, is when the doctor said to me, if Roger gives birth, she does fall pregnant because she damaged some of her cells as a teenager. If she does give birth, one of them are not going to make it. You know how we believe. And I said to God straight in prayer. Unfortunately, he's still busy with me. I said to God straight in prayer, I'm not a woman. I can't raise a kid. You take the kid and you leave my wife. Because I can't raise a kid. But if you give me a choice and you ask me, do I want both? Yes. So I, I get to the hospital. <laughs> I meet a man outside the hospital. He's, he's there for his sixth child. He asked me, son, why are you here? I said, my wife, my wife is going to give birth. It's our first baby. He says, no, I promised my wife, I'm going to be here with my sixth boy or girl. I want to just be there to support her. I looked at him. I said, uncle, I don't know about this. This is my first time I'm here. This is your sixth time. Maybe we must just talk a little bit about how does this stuff really work? And then he said to me, ah, no, it's just nature, man. It's natural. Women are designed by God to give birth. So I'm going to stand more. They came out, they put all the clothing on, all the masks and all the PPE kind of stuff. And then they, they went into the delivery room with him. It didn't take, <laughs> didn't take five minutes. The doors went open. Poof. Here comes a man on a stretcher, cold out. They push him out. He fainted when his wife was giving birth. He, and I hear these people screaming and shouting, me, I check him out like that. And I check, you're going home, Neville. <laughs> like now. So I walk out by the hospital. The nursing sister comes after me and says, my boy, I phone you about the birth, but you are not going to be here. You're still too young for this stuff. Hey. I left. I prayed right through that period. But when I went to pick up my boy, I picked up the wrong one. Because I was so worried who's alive. I firstly went to my wife and I said, Annie, are you okay, love? She said, don't you want to know what we have? I said, no, I just want to know if, we, if I have you, firstly. She looked at me, I hugged her, held her. We wept a bit. And then all of a sudden, she says, we have a son. He's okay. So I went in there, dedicated the wrong child. <laughs> said to her, it's okay, I'll just take all the children. Where's my boy? I did it. Dedicate B to the Lord. Sunday, I went through a memory lane. When parents are up in the front, I want to tell you how powerful the Holy Ghost is. Don't look for a wow thing. Don't miss the small things. As I come up to the front, we're dedicating the children. I look at the man, I think, were you not here by the men's meeting asking for us to pray for a dead child in, your, in the womb of your wife? And he says to me, yes. I take the boy, the first one. I forget. This was like in last year, man. This boy looks like he's already four years old. But I pick him up. And like I normally do with dedication, I show him to the whole church. I says, look at your family. This is your family. I go with him. And he's just enjoying himself. You're in my arms. Look at your family. Then all of a sudden, the Lord says to me, this is not the boy. 
I turn around. I go back. Samuel says to me, Pastor, it's the baby. And when I saw the child, and I took the child into my hands, and I asked him, is this the baby that they were going to take out of your wife a week later? And he said, yes. He says, but after we prayed, the Lord brought life back into the child. Folk, let me tell you something by the grace of God. I don't know how to explain that man's joy. There are many things that don't happen. There's many things I have no answers for. But one thing I do know is I celebrate the things that do happen. And I build myself up for the next Goliath because the Holy Ghost must find in me a man that is not self-centered. He must find in me that I celebrate my failings in the kingdom just as much as I celebrate my successes. I want you to stand to your feet because God is going to use you. Preaching alone will not transform the Eastern Cape, the Northern Cape, the Western Cape, the Southern Cape. Zulu Natal, Swani, or Gauteng without the blood of Jesus. The Holy Ghost is about to come because the blood will transform everything. Father, we bless you. Oh, we give you the glory. We give you all the honor tonight for the fire of your presence. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. King of glory. I said this morning, I'm going to activate you tonight. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Everybody, just pray in the Spirit of God. Just trust God right where you are. If you've come with your wife, even be your girlfriend, I want you to know that by the fire of God, this holy fire is going to ignite you tonight. It's going to set you up on another level of the presence of God. This is what's going to happen. Radical evangelism by the Holy Ghost is going to come into your spirit because you want God to use you. You want God to make a difference through you. Touch others for His glory. Touch others for His presence. Come on, let's just pray in the Spirit. Let's lift up the atmosphere in the Holy Ghost. That's right, just pray out loud. Just pray. Pray in the Spirit. Many people are going to come, Father. I honor you and I give you the glory. I give you all the praise tonight. <laughs> Souls will come into your kingdom. Souls will come into your kingdom. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Can we just sing that? And we just trust the Holy Spirit right where you are. Just where you are. Lord, fill me to overflowing. I want to be a soul winner. I might not be an evangelist, but I can take the message under the power of the Holy Ghost to many that come into contact with me. I give you the glory. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come, Lord. When we leave this building and lives around us change, that will be a radical move. 
of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for To be overcome by your presence let your kingdom come let your will be done radical the blood of jesus i declare tonight father from the one side of the auditorium manifestation of the blood of the Lamb with a sacrifice spirit inside of our hearts that the fire of God will come upon every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth in Jesus name in Jesus mighty name your presence Lord your presence everybody look at me just for a moment if you have sickness and disease in your body, just lift your hand, just keep it up. Maybe you're facing some challenge, just hold it up, just where you are. The rest of us, watch me. I want you to know something. You see, when the power leaves the pulpit for the pews, the streets are changing. Are you with me? That's why when you sing that song, for example, sometimes it moves me. I speak Jesus. From the mountains into the streets etc those who have their hands up i want those that are close by sons and daughters together these are your brothers and sisters what i want you to do is just simply flow with me amen you walk up to that person find them just keep your hand high up the holy ghost is still the same power it's not the man it's the person amen it's the person then there's a, there's a couple or somebody, there's a lady in the house, maybe a husband, you're battling to have kids. I want to pray for you. Amen. But I just want you where you are. If you have barrenness in you, just come up here. Maybe you're trusting God for a kid and you things are battling. Just, just make a way up here. Just come up here. Don't worry about anybody. It's not embarrassing. Then you ask the person, what do they want God to do for them? And when they say, this is what my need is, if there's still somebody with their hands up, some, we need more believers, just move. Just move to somebody, just right there, right? Then let me say this to you. You ask them like Jesus, what would you want the Lord to do? Amen? You ask them. And they might say, it's this or that. Then you pray in that area. But then when you finish pray. Let's say, for example, they feel there's something not okay on the side. Maybe just pain. Maybe it's the heart. Put your hand on that area, the person that you are praying for. Now, let me say this. Then do something you haven't been able to do before. Amen? When I tell you I'm seeing some stuff here. 
there's a there's a there's a woman what do they call this stuff this growth fibrocyte what's the stuff like you got growths on or, or assist on your womb those those things we're going to trust God to remove it in the name of Jesus we're going to break its power why it's stopping your value and your confidence amen so everybody are you ready just pray in the Holy Ghost and then use the name of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb. The Holy Ghost's mandate is to glorify Christ. It's to give Jesus all the glory. Father, we bless you. And this is me now. We thank God by faith before, but right now you pray. I just want to activate you. I just want you to know that God can use you. Every person that is praying right now, Father, we thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the fire of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Any gift, Spirit of the living God that you'd like to impart, you are sovereign. You can just do what you feel is the best for every situation. We break every rejection. We destroy every fear. We destroy every stronghold of the enemy. In the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, in the name of Jesus, I want you right now, just by faith, to declare, be healed, 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 be healed. By His stripes, you were healed. Be healed, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In Jesus' mighty name. In the name of the Lord. Now you ask the person. Are you able to move your arms? Are you still got pain? Talk to them. Come on. Because you're going to do this at all. Yes, talk to them. Especially if you're the husband. You can have the freedom to talk to your wife. Don't let the feel bad she must. And let me put it this way. While I'm here. Folk truth brings freedom. So you don't have to feel like you're responsible if the healing don't take place or the healing does take place. Your name is not Jesus. He heals. The Holy Ghost has got all the gifts. So you know, sometimes you want people to feel, not feel bad. You know, they pray their lungs out here in front of you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for this. And then you just go, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. It's okay. You don't want to make them feel bad. Someone say straight. Do you understand? Because truth is the one thing and then the second thing is faith why the highest value of Jesus is not commitment he's not known as the God of commitment he's known as the God of truth faithful full of faith and truth and the reason why I'm activating you is I want you to go do this at home man do you understand because it's not every day Sunday for you but you can have every day Sunday at, at home all right now you ask the person, if somebody got healed, let them just put up their hand and you bring them here to the front. Come on, make that stand. Don't worry. If the, if the Lord did something for them, what, what was the challenge with you, sweetheart? Did you have a challenge? <laughs> I like the way, I like the way he shifts the move this way. <laughs> what was the challenge? Oh yes, I remember you. I remember you. Father, Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember the last time that you were still difficulty in walking, isn't it? Eh? I remember that. Now if, eh? 
now it's better. Just come up here. It's okay. I just, I'm just activating your faith. You know, sometimes healings are progressional. Process. Come, it's okay. It's okay. That's right. That's right. You see, when you do this, uh-huh, it's when Jesus says to the pool of Siloam, go wash your face. And a blind man walks with no assistance to find the pool of Siloam. But when he comes and he finds the pool through rugged terrain, faith and obedience connects. And the covenants of God bring the blessing of God. Are you with me? Now when people look at you on the outside, never let that determine our faith. We look at the things. Open up their eyes, Lord, that they may see that they that are with us are more than they that are with them. You see, I don't see the slowness of your movement and I'm not being cold or callous. I see the progression of God saying that one moment she couldn't walk, one moment she couldn't speak properly, but right now you can still say to me, it's much better. Everything is going to be all right. Why? We do not look at the outward. We call the things that are not as though they were. Come one more step. Come close to me. Yeah, that's right. Push out your hand. Beautiful. Beautiful. You never let them not let you walk. You with me? Let them go like, as you're right, as you're right, as me a cake. Dikar Lakey Lakani, but the driver is alright. Hallelujah. The driver is still okay. That's why the devil hates me and the feeling is mutual. Because I never look at the outward appearance. I look at the fact is that you're gonna take a turn nicely. Nicely. Here we go. And go greet your family. Easy, that's right, that's right. Can you give Jesus a hand of praise for? If there's anybody else that got touched by God, I just want you to lift your hand. Come up to me, ma'am. Come up to me. I want to build this folks' faith. What happened to you? I, I get blocked. My sinuses are not functioning like they are supposed to. What's supposed to go to drain into my, my nose, it comes into my mouth. And I, I have to spit it out. Yeah, and it happens especially when I'm sleeping at night. At night, yes. I can, I, I have the air, yes, yes. I'm breathing properly. And wow. I always breathe properly during the day. But, but at, at night, night when I'm sleeping, <laughs> that's where I get a problem. Let me tell you something right now, just by the love of God, right? Who prayed for you? You mean all these people tackled you? Huh? <laughs> you mean they pack that devil on, huh? And you alone. That's a good family. It's like a whole family coming and says, enough is enough. We don't watch what the devil do. We pack on that devil, right? Now you notice something? How many of them are prophets and apostles? Are they all prophets? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they're all apostles and prophets. <laughs> You know there's something, all you have to be is a believer for the Holy Ghost to help you to bring life to others. Just believe. I like the way Catherine Pullman puts it. 
I believe in miracles. I just want to go a step up. I believe in the person who performs miracles. That's what her strength has been. I believe the Holy Spirit. Son, what's your name? Yeah, come here. You see, folk, remember we said we're going to take cities? What's your name? Josh. Josh. Who gave you that name? You sure? <laughs> Let me tell you something. The way I said it this morning is a bit awkward because you need a bit of space to be able to say, this is how you separate yourself from a crowd to create intimacy with God. Jesus used to say, guys, you go on, just leave me alone. You see, I come out of all of this way and there's a city that Josh is a type of that Jericho walls will fall and it's going to fall to bring what? Possession of cities. Josh, God did not call us to influence things. God called us to have the nature of Adonai, the possessor of the heavens and the earth. We don't move to influence, we move to possess. And when we possess, we possess with the love of God. How old are you? Really? Who told you that? Now if I check 15, I got to add nine months to it. Because you were in waiting. <laughs> Josh is 15. Five plus one is six. Josh, come here. Come on. See all these folk that are standing here are going to have babies after you pray for them with me. Yeah. Why must you wait until you're 67 and then you want to do this stuff? You know the number 15? Five plus one is six. It's the sixth day in which God created Adam in perfection. It's on the sixth day that Jesus is on the cross. It's on the seventh day on the Sabbath, he's in the tomb. It's on the first day of the new week, he's resurrected. That's the eighth day of the week. So Josh, you carry the power to break walls of restriction. And we're going to trust God. Just check. You're not going to get tired. Put your hand on me. Did that take a lot of energy out of you? How much? <laughs> I love you. I love you. How much energy does it take just to do that? It takes a lot of faith. But you know what? It doesn't tire my body. That's why i got to be careful that moving with the Holy Ghost, I don't make everybody tired and they sit here just not like this. No, no, no. I just got to be sensitive enough. What am I doing right now? You see, if those folk could be touched by somebody who doesn't carry a title, but just God's son, what can't the Holy Ghost do with you? But you know why we don't move? Because we want to have some title that gives us authority, that gives us some sense of value. No, you just need to believe him. How long are you married now? Beautiful. Ten years. Wow. Hey. How many kids have you got? Nothing yet? Josh, how many kids do you have? <laughs> you see the purity, Josh. There are boys and girls inside of you, but their time will come. All we want to do out of the purity of our hearts 
You're going to put your hands on them. Everybody here, just pray. Just pray. Amen. There's nothing that makes a man come alive like when his family gets started. There's nothing that breaks the bondage on a woman. You know, some women, you know that condemnation. I want to break it today. Every year that goes by, is there nothing yet? And you know, most this extended family, it's even worse if you just got married. <laughs> I don't even want to talk, bro, about the culture. Every time they look at you, it says, what's up? No. Yeah. What am I saying to you? We're going to break that stuff. And then secondly, you get up in the morning and thank God for the father in you. You thank God for the mother in you. You thank God for the promotion because faith doesn't stop because of the outward appearance. Amen. Josh, you are 15 years old. I am 67. That is 13 plus... 13 plus 15. Yeah, is that much? Uh-huh. 28. How long does say she's married? 2 plus 8 is how much? Right. So God can't say this twice that He will take responsibility for everybody here and He's not going to do it. I'm just trying to help us with something. You know why we don't get there? We're too analytical, Swarm. We're going to work out how many weeks after the menstrual cycle and then we're going to hit this thing. <laughs> And then we calculate again. The menstrual cycle is back. And then you go back again. Oh, let's go to the spa. Just go relax. No, no. Oneness of the glory. Oneness. Not unity. Oneness. The glory of God created Adam and Eve in perfection. The original intent of Jesus to take us back there. So the glory of God is going to come upon you and we're going to trust God. And when I come again, don't even wait for a chance. Just walk up to me and say to me, listen, this move happened. She's pregnant. And I'm excited. Why? You never give up. If I brought some of the families with me, one woman waited 12 years, 12 years just to have her baby. And you know what? She has a baby and she tells me this. That was my first encounter. She tells me this. She, she's pregnant. I put on TBN with me and a lot of stuff. They pray for a lot of people. The time the child has to be born, the child lives only for 30 minutes. 30 minutes. And I'm feeling so distressed. I said to her, Elizabeth, tell me. She says to me, I'm not an escapist and I'm not in self-denial. I want to thank God that I've been a mother for 30 minutes and I give God the glory. Today they have a 21-year-old that has grown up in their home because it's not just about ourselves. It's about His glory. It's about for Him. Now church, if you're excited about their children, I want you to stretch forth your hands to them. Come on. Josh, you ready? Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Josh, put your hands on. We break this curse. We destroy its power. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, we destroy every condemnation. We destroy every word that has come up against them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Josh, I want you to say, receive your child. Come on. Receive your child. Receive your child. Receive your child in the name of Jesus. Shabrakta, 
in the name of Jesus. church tonight I was so excited about the night forgot to put on a belt brother so I'm always <laughs> Jesus you must have saw this stuff out <laughs> I was worrying for a while but then how come I'm swagging now you know <laughs> let me tell you never whenever you talk never Jesus never agrees with sickness and disease. Let me tell you where he healed you, not even at Calvary. In Pilate's praetorium, when they put Jesus up in that praetorium and they whipped him, he secured your healing in Pharaoh's courts before Calvary because he's interested in your healing. Couldn't wait for Calvary to fulfill the prophecy of Isaiah. By his stripes, you were healed. So Jesus, in that environment, takes 40 minus one lashes, but he took 40. Why? At that particular time, there were 39 major diseases in the world. And Jesus took a stripe for each one of them. Let me tell you, every name is subject to the name of Jesus. So how do you work with the Holy Ghost? You never claim the sickness. It's not my arthritis. It's their arthritis. <laughs> because if you claim it, you own it. That's why if we agree on anything, if Jesus agreed with a blind man that is blind, I see you blind, he's going to stay blind. Because it's the law. So when we look at this, this is going to go, and you're going to have children, do you have kids? Not. Huh? Yes. 
Not yet. You're married? Not yet. Okay, so you got to wait for the yet. <laughs> All right? What am I saying? So there's joints, you say your joints are fainting, right? Uh, come up to me, Milani. Put your hands just up on the stomach, just right there. Take your hand and put it where you feel your vibrant hands. Just keep it there. Now you put your hand on top of their hands. As a man, you never lay your hands on a woman. You get another woman and you put your hands on that other woman. Amen. It keeps you safe, brother. No chemistry. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, we give you the glory, we give you all the honor. Josh and myself, Lord, comes into agreement with the Holy Ghost, with these women, and this healing will take place. These growths go, go, in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus, go now, in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' name, let these devils know their time is up, Lord. Your arm, which, which side is it? Right up here. Can you just change that for me? There is blood pressure here, but I have. Did you do that? Oh, okay. Oh, there is, all right. We're getting there now. It's beautiful. Lift your hands to Jesus. Just lift them up. Josh, put your hands there. I put mine. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, let your kingdom come, let your will be done now. We give you all the glory. This woman, today, high blood pressure, the stress, go, go. In the mighty name of Jesus, the peace of God, come into this body in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Be healed, be healed. In which arm do you have this pain? Which which arm? Just stretch him out like that for me. And bring it back in. That's all. One more time. And then do this with your wrist. Just do this. Yeah, that's all. You see, faith without works doesn't work. And we work miracles. I must work the works of him who sent me. In other words, we don't just do nothing. We work the miracle. That's why the Bible says the Lord wrought mighty works through the hands of Paul. Why? We are not here to impress people. We want your healing. We're just trusting God for the Holy Ghost and sovereignty. What am I saying? We celebrate the person more than the healing. Because he brings the healing. Amen. Touch my hand. Father, in Jesus' name, these things go. Right here. Go, 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 go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. How much pain is still in this arm? Just be honest with me. Just tell me. Is there pain? That there. Just a little bit there. Okay. Father, we bless you. You see, I'm not a doctor. I'm just God's son. Amen. And so you can go check the doctor. And go check if the Holy Ghost did work. Amen. Father, your glory be in this place. And we give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Give Jesus some praise. Come on. Father, we come before you. Josh, you came to the house tonight not knowing that God would take you out of your seat. Because the unexpected is always never expected. But over, above, and beyond, 
the power of the Holy Spirit will come mightily upon you. Are you still at school? What grade are you in? You're in grade nine? Hold it there. Father, I thank you that right now, the desires and the career and the passion that Josh has already inside of him will cause him to have a foundation that will start early in life, accelerating the flow of his creative juices. The Lord is showing me something that at the end of the day, what is your desire, Josh? Like what do you desire to be one day or, okay, wow. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Let me tell you why I'm asking you. Because I see you mobile, but I didn't know it was a bicycle. That's why I'm asking. You're with me? Now to be good at what you have to do, you must be disciplined. And don't be unbalanced. Have a great education. So that one day, one day, your foundation is so strong because you can only cycle competitively to a certain age. After that, when you reach my age, you must produce more cyclists. Amen. Look at me. I am your future. You are my past. I'll never be 15 ever again. But you have 52 years, the number of perfection to perfect your desire. You don't have to wait for 52 years. The Holy Ghost is going to do a quick work. But you must only and can only bring greatness to maturity and not immaturity. Crow, son. Crow. Having done all, keep growing. God bless you. It was great just working with you. God bless you. How many of you know Josh will never forget tonight, isn't it? That's what you can do with your kids, man. Take them with you. Come here. How old are you? Only nine. You're nine. It's not that maybe another number next to the nine. Can't it just be two figures, man? So it helps me a bit. Huh? Did you enjoy church tonight? Wow. And you're nine, you're enjoying church. Isn't that wonderful? Now let me tell you something. You see, the Holy Ghost is not a nine-year-old. The Holy Spirit is the fullness of God. Why should a nine-year-old come to Jesus and break and not break bread with me? But if a man that is 70 years old finds Christ, next week he's breaking bread. What's the difference? Traditional nonsense. <laughs> because they have someone get upset. Why? Because if you find Christ, do you love Jesus? Yeah, give me your hand. Father, I want to thank you like the children in Argentina and the kids that have grown up from dawn to dawn brought revival in Argentina. So I declare the Spirit of the Lord will come upon the sun and that you will rise up, that you will grow, that signs, wonders and miracles of God will come mightily upon this generation in great power and great might, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Give me a high five like you mean it. Yeah, no, there's got to be a little bit more. Yes, that's a stop. You see, when somebody fights, Nothing happens, they say, I'm going to hurt you. 
I want to hurt you. No, that's too passive. When you're upset with that devil, uh huh. Show me what it looks like when you're upset. Yeah. Come stand here. I want to check you. When you're upset, show me. Look this way. I want the camera to pick you up. When I'm upset, when you're upset, what does it look like? I'm done. I'm done. Just that look. Look when I get upset, I go like this. My son knows when this lip goes like this. I'm mad. You see, when that devil stands, if you stand in front of the tomb of Lazarus, I'm trying to tell you what moves that devil. When you stand in front of the tomb of Lazarus and you say, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, he's not coming. But with a loud voice, with the passion of your faith, Lazarus, come forth. That's Jesus. You know, some people don't want to say be healed because in case they don't get healed, you and I are different. When you look at that devil with that look, sickness will leave, has to go because you are not here passively looking at it. You are going to want to change it. Amen. Can you just say amen like strongly? Amen. That's right. Hallelujah. I tell you something. If we can just get this generation, man, you know why? They have no hang-ups, man. It's not like, uh, must I do that? If I take an adult, they go like this. What does he want to do now with me? <laughs> Except you become like a child, not childish. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Every eye closed just for a moment. If you are here and you don't know Christ, and you say to me, God can use somebody else. Why not me? What about me? If that's you, I want you to lift your hand high enough and just say to me, Pastor, pray for me. Just trust God. I will need Jesus to come into my life. If that's you, you know, I've got one more person in my spirit and I'm just going to pray for them before I hand over. Is there anybody? I don't want to miss you. Because I want you, this team of people inside the building, go and trust God for radical evangelism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you have not accepted Christ, just lift your hand up high enough and I want to pray for you. Somebody, the ushers can help me. I don't want to miss anybody. Amen. Now, the gentleman here with the mustard top, can you come up here to me, sir? I like your jacket. It's from Italy. I'm going there in September. Hallelujah. You know this morning, you were in church this morning? Were you sitting here? I remember you. What's your name? Siposiso. I thought this morning I missed you. You know what I mean? You were here and the Lord put something inside of me. The hunger that I saw inside of you, never let it go. Even if there's failure, you rise again. Even if because this is how God creates hunger. He makes you fail to create hunger. Why can't we cast out the devil? Because of your unbelief. So he makes them have lack of success in order to get their attention, to educate them. The blessing of God is the original intent of God. 
There was no curses in Genesis chapter 2. It's when Adam fell. Man had a choice between blessing and curses. But when Christ came, when Christ came, you find that Paul does not write about curses. Paul says we are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are blessed with every blessing. Now let me say to you, the blessing of God on your life right now is going to lift you out of things that basically you thought it would never come right, it would never change. But God, this is my day. This is my time. Have you got kids? Have you married? Right? How many kids do you have? Two kids. Boy, girl. Boy and a girl, right? The boy, the eldest. Girl. The girl is the eldest and the boy. What's the girl's name? Yeah, because I was going to say to you, one of them would have carried the same name of blessing. So your daughter's name means blessing. You mean blessing. And so when God comes with the witness of two things, a fact in the kingdom is established. I declare upon you and your family and your children, the blessing of God will rise up like you've never had it before. What you've seen in the past has got nothing to do with what it's going to look like in the future. This blessing that adds no sorrow is coming to your door to be manifested by the Holy Ghost. And Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, I ask Holy Spirit, there's a time coming that you will need not to hear God, but because you have heard God, the Holy Ghost is going to give you the gift of faith. That doesn't come by hearing, but comes by receiving out of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Blessing. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom peace. This is the key. Place my name upon my people and I will bless them. Your blessing is not coming out of the building today. Your blessing comes out of the throne room of God. All prayers are answered from heaven. And I declare it on you in Jesus' name. Everybody, can you just give God a shout of praise right where you are? Let me hug. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Family, God richly, richly, richly bless you. This whole week, make Jesus the center of it all. God bless.